Brother Vernon, and that we would pay attention to your word tonight. And I pray that you would receive the honor and the glory for the singing. And I thank you, God, again for all your many blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, so for the popcorn selection, again, you pick the hymn. And if I can't sing it, you are more than welcome to come up and sing it. And if anybody knows how to play the piano, you are more than welcome to come up and play the piano. There's nobody to compete with. So, hey, come on up if you so desire. But uh, who, somebody have a first selection? Mr. Doug. Three, five, six. That sounds like a familiar number. 356. Redeemed. Let's go ahead and stand. <clears throat> you read the verse with that one, sir? Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. The first verse and the chorus. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. Thank you, sir. Miss Levita? 329, just a few pages over. There is power in the blood. Would you read that verse? Thank you. Thank you. And it's a beautiful revelation in chapter 5, I think, where it talks about uh, no one being worthy to open the scrolls. And then the lamb who was slain is the one who's worthy. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, there is power in the blood. Uh, hymn number 329, first verse and the chorus. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power. In the blood of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder-working power. In the precious blood of the Lamb. Thank you. Someone else. 344? All right. 344. Grace greater than our sin. Would you read the verse with that one? Wonderful, wonderful. And that's a very amazing truth there. That is great. Thank you for reading that. 344, grace greater than our sin. Uh, first verse and the chorus. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. 
grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Thank you, sir. Someone else. Three fifty-eight. Man, we're staying fairly close together here. Because he lives. Can you read the verse with that one? Thank you. Thank you. Very beautiful song. <clears throat> Absolutely love the chorus. Let's sing the first verse and the chorus. God sent His Son, they called Him Jesus, He came to love, heal and forgive, He lived and died, to buy my pardon, an empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds the future And life is worth the living Just because He lives Thank you, Hunter, for that one. Uh, let's have one more. One final one. 185. 185. <clears throat> Jesus loves me. Would you like to read the verse with that one, sir? Thank you. Thank you. I was debating whether or not we should sing this one this morning, actually, just because it's a very simple message, one that we'll teach our kids at an early age. <clears throat> But it's true, Jesus loves us despite ourselves. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let's do... Um, uh, let's do, since it's a short one, let's do the first third, and third verse with uh, the choruses at the end of each. All right. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Verse 3. Jesus loves me, He will stay Close beside me all the way He's prepared a home for me 
And someday his face I'll see. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Thank you. You may be seated. All right, turn with me in your Bibles this evening to Luke chapter number, uh, Luke chapter number 10. We're going to be reading and talking about a very, very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, uh, Some people, uh, of course, we would refer to this, this passage as the, uh, uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Most people would be familiar with that. Luke chapter number 10, in verse number 25. Alright, the Bible says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, by the way, that's a great question to ask. Here's a man seeking hope. You know, you would think by his question, he's seeking the truth. He's wanting to know uh, but we know that he's not doing this for uh, for the right reasons. He's doing it for the wrong reasons. He's gonna he's trying to tempt the Lord. He's trying to get him to say something uh, so they can find something to accuse him of. Uh, verse twenty six says, uh, "He said unto him, What is written in the law?" Of course, the Lord knows exactly what he's trying to do. So he he asks him, turns it back on him. He says, "What what is written in the law? How readest thou?" And he answered and said, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart." with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? And so then the Lord uh, tells and, and gives us this parable here, uh, demonstrating it to him and trying to get him to understand or showing him uh, just who his neighbor really is. Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jer- uh, Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that, that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levi, when he was at, uh, was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, had compassion on him, and went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and uh, set set him on his own beast, and brought him to to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, gave him to the host, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these, uh, which now of these three thinkest thou uh, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, and, uh, and he said unto him, He that showeth mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. All right. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask the Lord to bless uh, and uh, and uh, uh, give us something from the Word tonight. Okay. Now, Lord, as we come before you, 
Lord, we're grateful and thankful for your many blessings. I pray that you'd bless. Use the message tonight, Lord. Speak to our hearts. We sure do need something from your word tonight. Lord, we need something that'll help us and encourage us to be able to go through the rest of this week, and I pray that you'd just bless. And uh, Lord, we sure will thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for everybody that's come out our way tonight. And uh, just pray that you'd bless this service now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Every time or everything that we find in the Bible is written for our understanding, was written for our learning. God, you know, you know, the Lord didn't just put this in here just to take up just to take up space, but He's trying to teach us something very important here. There's a great message here uh, in this. Now, you know, there's always, you know, when you read your Bible, there's always one interpretation, one interpretation. But there's always many applications, or, or many times there's many applications. I, I think in this passage right here, I, I really think that the Lord is showing us, is showing us uh, His compassion on the on the lost world, and, it is, and it's it's like we are uh, we're this man that fell among the thieves. You know, spirit. We're talking about spiritually. We're this man that fell among the thieves, and the Lord is the one to come by. He's the one to come by. He's the Samaritan. He's coming by. And he's the one that had compassion on us, and he's the one that picked us up and and uh, and 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 bound us up and healed our wounds and all those kind of things. That's that's application spiritually. I think that's a great. I think that's a great application. But <coughs> excuse me. But the Lord is showing us here, and really, this this uh, this uh, primary interpretation here is really how we are to treat other people. I believe this is what he's trying to tell us. We're to, how we're to treat other people. Uh, other other people that's not like we are, or people that are lost, or people that uh, can't help themselves. This is this is how we're to look on them, and we're to have compassion on them, and this is how we're to help them and take care of them. And so let's look at some things here tonight. There's four or five things I want us to see here tonight out of this parable, and I believe, like I said, I believe it's just a great parable, and we're going to be able to learn a lot from this. All right. First of all, I want you to see the purpose of this parable. Well, the first thing that we see here is there's a certain lawyer that asks a question. Now, a lawyer is not the kind of lawyer that we think of today. You know, lawyers today in our day and age don't have a very good reputation. You know, you think about a lawyer, you think about somebody that is, you know, well, you know, they just don't have a good reputation. We, we, we have different ideas about lawyers. But in this day, Bible days, a lawyer is one who interprets the law of God and instructs others and how to apply it to their life. In other words, they're there to help help understand what the Bible is really, you know, the Word of God, what it's really trying to teach there. And this guy, though, was there for uh, he was there for the wrong reasons. He was there because he wanted to try to uh, trick the Lord. Uh, he was there because he wanted to try to get him to say something or do something so they could look back on it later on and accuse him of something. So, you know. Uh, they'd have a reason to reason to crucify him, all right. And so, uh, so really, what what's the what is the, what's the purpose behind uh, what's the purpose behind this? Well, he asked the question, "What must I do to inherit eternal life?" Jesus answers answers him and says, uh, "To love God with all your heart, with all your soul, your mind, and your strength, and then your neighbor as yourself." In other words, he's telling us, "Hey, we're to put other people." Before us, you know, we're we're to, we're to show we're to show love to people and put them first over uh, rather than putting ourselves in that place. 
Love your neighbor as yourself. This parable was told to explain what it means to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, here is a picture of mercy and God's love for, for people. Listen, what, 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 what mercy uh, and, and, and love is demonstrated here in this passage, We're, and we'll, we'll see that a little bit later on, how this man come, and he comes to a group of people, you know, a race of people, the Samaritans, whom the Jews... The Jews act, they, they despise these people. They wouldn't have anything to do with them. Uh, they would, they would literally, uh, as they were in their travels, they would literally walk around this city of Samaria, of, of Samaria because they hated those people so bad. And yet, here was a Samaritan to turn it around. Here was a Samaritan, and he's going to come and he's going to help a Jewish man that the, the religious world didn't have anything, wouldn't have anything to do with. They would, they didn't, they didn't want nothing to do with this man. They weren't going to help him. In any way, but yet here was somebody, here was somebody that the Jews hated, and yet he was going to turn around and he was going to show mercy and kindness to this man and help him and really probably, probably, uh, in all reality saved his life. All right? And so let's look at, uh, let's look at what the, who the people are and their personalities. First of all, we see there's a man who was robbed. He was beaten and stripped of all that he had, and he was left half dead. Now, if you could imagine in this day, everywhere you went in Bible day, just about, unless you unless you had a, you were a man of means or you had some money, uh, you know you walked everywhere you went. Now I don't know about you, but I just don't. That's just not very appealing to me. To think that I everywhere I go, every city, if I want to go to a city, for if I'm going to have to go down to work or wherever I go, it's all going to be by foot power. You know, I'm I'm walking there. Uh, plus, you know, the, the climate, the way it is, you know, uh, most time, you know, very warm climate, that kind of thing, made it even more difficult. And then you think about, not only are you going to walk, but when you get there, you know, you're going to have to turn around and come back the same way that you come. And so here they are, this, this man, he's walking. We don't know for sure where he's going, uh, you know, what his business is, that kind of thing. But he had some things with him. He had some possessions with him. And here was, as he was walking, here was these people lying in wait, and they were just waiting for somebody to come by so they could take what they had. Now, have you ever, y'all, do y'all ever watch any of these old Western, these old TV shows? One of my, one of my favorite is, uh, about the time I get home in the, in the evenings is, uh, uh, The Rifleman. Yeah, I was trying to think what it was. The Rifleman, and then right, uh, right after that is, uh, Wagon Train. And you know, Back in, I mean, this is supposed to be back in, you know, of course, this was made, you know, a long time ago anyway, but it's supposed to depict even, you know, time even farther back than that. But, you know, what you see, I don't know if you notice, have noticed or thought about it, but here they are in these picture shows, and they're really, you know, there's no cussing at them. You know, there's, you know, the, the, you know most time people are dressed right and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's a pretty clean show, but, but, uh, it, it never it never fails. There's always somebody that wants something that somebody else has, and they're going to do anything they can to try to get it. Now, I, I mean, it, it, is that the way the world has always been? It sure seems like it. Well, here they are back in the Old West, and, you know, here's a man that's got a piece of land, and here's this rich guy, and he's going to, he's going to come in there because he's got, you know, water on that land or whatever it is, or this is a beautiful place. He thinks he's got to have it. And he's going to do everything he can. I mean, he'll go in there and kill that man 
to take his stuff. And I'm thinking, what in the world? Why, you know, and I never, I never realized that before, but just see, you think about it. Look at, look at these, these TV shows. All, it's all, almost always somebody is wanting what somebody else has. And they're willing to do anything to get it. I don't know about you, but that's a, that's a sad thing to think about. Just because, just because somebody has something I want, I'm going to do whatever it takes to kill them. And that was what was going on here. This, here there are these thieves. By, by the way, most of these folks back in this day was, you know, very poor, extremely poor. Uh, not very much, there was not very much in the way of work to do. But, uh, but for, for whatever reason, here were these robbers and they take this man and they beat him and they strip him of all that he had and they're just going to leave him there. They're just going to let him die. And so here he is by chance, it seems like. You know, in the Bible, as you read things, you know, nothing's by chance. God, God is always working. God's always doing something. Here it is, a priest in the providence of God came by and he was given the opportunity to show how a real Christian acts, but he failed. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you, you know, and I don't know, you know, everybody's different. Uh, every situation's different. You know, like I said we, this morning, we don't always know how we're going to react when we come up on something. But here is a man, he's walking, and he is, uh, he is the preacher of that day. He, he probably is leaving the, te- he probably has been serving in the temple, and he's leaving and, and probably on his way home. Now, we don't know that for sure, but here he is, he, he is a priest, He's supposed to be a man of God. And here he is, he's walking along, and he sees this man over here on the side of the road. And you know he, he realizes what's going on, what's taking place. He knows if somebody don't do, do something, this man over here, there's, there's a good chance this man's going to die. And the Bible says that he just walked right on by him. Now, that's, that's, that's pretty cruel. That's pretty hard uh, to think that he... Uh, uh, he was going to just leave this man there and not do anything for him. Now, I want, I want you to hold your place there. I want, I want us to look over in 1 John and just look at a couple of verses over here in 1 John real quick if we could. 1 John chapter number 3. 1 John 3 verse, in verse number 16. Look at what the Bible says here. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brother. In other words, he's saying, here, here's what God did for us, and because this is what God did, we ought we to, to be willing to do the same thing. Verse 17, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? By the way, that's a great question, isn't it? Here it is, like I said, this man was a, he was a priest, and uh, he's been at the temple. He's coming home. He's coming, uh, coming this way, and he sees a man that has a great need here. But yet, he turns his back on him, and he just goes right on. He just goes right on his way. How dwelleth the love of God in him? You'd have to ask that question. How can this man say that God's love dwells in him if he could turn his back on a, on somebody like this that needed help? My little children. Let us not love in, in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. In other words, he's saying this here, listen, it doesn't matter a whole lot what you say, it matters more what you do. And if you can say, I love Jesus, or we, you know, we just sang that song, oh, oh, how I love Jesus, or, uh, you know, if we can sing that song and then walk right out and see somebody that has a need and just go right by them, 
then, you know, he's saying, hey, it, it means a whole lot more what you do than what you say. All right? And so, uh, and so here was a real opportunity. Here was a real opportunity for this man to demonstrate uh, the love of God, but he failed in that. He he failed in that test. All right. Here was a man that was familiar with the things of God. As a priest, he would offer sacrifices for the people, pray for them. He represented God to the people. But that day, he left the temple and he forgot God. He he left God at the temple too. Didn't take God with him. Uh, but before we are too hard on him, listen. We got to think about ourselves, right? Because sometimes, if we're not careful. If we're not careful, we'll turn our back on somebody, or we'll turn our, uh, uh, you know, we'll turn away from somebody that we could help, and uh, and we just we just turn our back on them and go on our way too. James talks about that. James talks about how how can we do those things? How can we say that we love somebody or love God and not be willing to help somebody that has a need? All right. And so that's, boy, that's an important question to ask herself. All right, so the next thing that we see here is the Levi. The Levi was the worker at the temple. Now, this other, other, other the priest, he was the, he was the preacher that day. Uh, but here was the Levi. He was just an average worker there in the temple. And he was there to serve and assist. And the Bible tells us that he did the very same thing. When he looked on him, he looked on him, he saw him. He just passed right on by on the other side. And then we see the Samaritan. Now, he, the Samaritan was a mix between the Jewish, uh, between a Jew and a Gentile, and they were hated, hated by the Jewish people. Alright? Now, isn't it, isn't it interesting that, that the Lord would, would use this and talk to this man because this man being a lawyer, he was a, he was a, he was a, uh, uh, like I said, somebody that was supposed to know what the Word of God said. He was supposed to be one that was, that knew what was going on, you know, with the Scriptures. And here he was talking to the Lord, and the Lord is going to throw out, he's going to throw out this illustration here of a Samaritan man. Now, immediately, he would know, and he would understand, listen, these are hated people. We don't have nothing to do with them. We can't, you know, we don't want anything to do with them. We, won't, we wouldn't talk to them. We wouldn't go to their city. We wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't help them in any way. Now, all those kind of things. But uh, uh, this Samaritan, he was hated by the Jews. But you know what? The Bible says here was a man that was hated, but he took time to get involved. Now listen, he had a heart of compassion. He saw what was going on. He saw this man. Everybody else had passed by him. And he saw him, and he went to where he was. Now, folks, I, I'm just going to tell you, that means, uh, that means so much. This man, had a, his, this man had a heart of compassion. And he went to where he was, and he took the time to get involved. You know, if you're going to help people, if you help people, you can mark it down. It's going to it's going to take time to be involved in their life. It it, it just consumes time. And you know, most of the time, one of the reasons why we don't want to be involved in people's life is because we don't want to take the time to do it. It takes time to work with people. It takes time to to be involved in their life. And I'm going to tell you, folks. If you if you've ever worked with people, you know that if you get involved in somebody's life, if you start help, trying to help somebody with their problems, it's going to take time. It's going to take some of your time. And so here was this man; he was willing to do that. So he's willing to get involved. By the way, not only that, but it cost him it cost him a lot of effort. And by the way, it cost him a lot of money too. Uh, listen. 
this was this was not this was not some kind of this was not a cheap fly by night uh, operation here. This this man was willing to involve a lot of effort uh, and energy, and also his finances. He was willing to give of his own money to help this man. Not only that, but he did it for someone who probably would not have done it for him. Now, we don't know that for sure, but you know, in, in most cases, the Jewish man, if he saw a Samaritan on the side of the road there, uh, in this situation, he probably would not have helped him. He probably would have just went on by like these other Jewish people did. Probably would, probably would not have, would have helped him, uh, in return. And not only that, but he did not is- expect anything in return. You know, one of the most, I think one of the most interesting things about it, is when he gave the end this money. He gave him money, and he gave him uh, he gave him a, a, a you know pretty good amount of money. And he says, "Now listen, I'm giving you what I believe is to be an, is enough money to take care of this guy. But I want you to know, if that's not enough money, when I come back through again, if I owe you anything else, I'll pay you for that too. Now, folks, I'm just going to tell you that's just that's like giving a man a blank check. You know, you, you you're putting trust in that man that he's going to do the right thing." Because, you know, he could, he could say all kinds of things. But he was willing not only to pay for it then, but he was willing to even pay more for it if he had to. Alright? And so, here's the question that the lawyer wanted, and by the way, when he asked this question now, he's wanting to justify himself. The first question he asked was trying to get Jesus, trying to trick him. But now he's going to ask a question because he knows he's been put on the spot and it's, you know, and, and the Lord knows, the Lord knows he don't have any kind of, you know, he really don't have any kind of, uh, any answer to, to give back to this. He says, now, if that's the case, if that's what you're saying, this is guys, you know, these, you know, who's, who's the neighbor here? He, he's wanting to, he's saying, well, who is my neighbor then? If, if, if this guy, if this is what they, these folks did, then who is my neighbor? And you know, can we just answer that question for you right now? Who's your neighbor? It's anybody, anybody that you can help. That's who your neighbor is. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's who you should be willing to help. Anybody that you have the means to help them, uh, that is the person that's, that's your neighbor. Now, here's some things, here's some things I believe that we ought to learn from this message here tonight. This, this passage of scripture. There's some good things here to learn from it. First of all, we're to show God's love to every person. Now we talked about we talked about that this morning we, as we talked about love. But you know, here is a parable. Here's a story of God dem- or trying to show us and what love looks like in action, and a, a great demonstration, a great a great picture here of what love really is. We're to show God's love to every person. By the way, like I said this morning, everybody is looking for love. People want to see love. They want to, they want to, they want to see and, and they want to know that there's people that care for them. And boy, I tell you, when you do that, it makes a difference in their life. When somebody knows you care about them, it makes a real difference in their life. Second thing that we see here is that we are to do, do it for the glory of God. When we help somebody, listen, when we help somebody, we are, we are demonstrating what God has already done in our life. And when we do that, we lift up the Lord. We're, we're glorifying Him. We're, we're telling other folks, listen, this is the great God that I serve. He's not like these other gods. He's not like 
these other people. Listen, he, he is somebody that's willing to die for you. He loved you so much, he was willing to pay the ultimate price for you. We're to do this for the glory of God. And then the third thing I want you to see is we're to do it as an example of how much Christ loved us. Listen, everybody needs to know, everybody deserves to know how much Christ loved them. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ was willing to go to the cross. Jesus Christ was willing to die on the cross to pay for our sins. And folks, listen. Everybody needs to know that. Everybody should be able to know that and uh, be able to hear that message. It's called the gospel. And the gospel, uh, if you take that word gospel and you, and you look it up, it, it really means good news. But you know what? It's not, it's only good news if you hear it in time. If, if, if you don't hear it in time, uh, and people die, and people, by the way, people die all the time without hearing the gospel. It's not good news to them because they, uh, they were not able to hear it. Now, here was, a, here was a quote that I read that I thought was really good. Uh, there are many on life's road that are in trouble, and God allows us to come in contact with these people for a reason. You know, we shouldn't think that, that we meet people or we run up on people, bump into people uh, by accident. You know, God allows people to come in our path. And He does it for a reason. He allows people to come in our path so that we might demonstrate to them God's love. Hey, this is, this is, what, this is what the Lord did for me. I, I, want, I want to in turn, I want to show it to you and I want to talk to you about it tell you about it. Folks, listen. Tell everybody. We need to tell everybody we can how much God loves them, how much God cares for them. I tell you. Uh, there's, there's just, there's just no greater, there's no greater message in all the world. God loves you. And He sent His Son Jesus to die for you on the cross. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, as we come before you, Lord, here tonight, we sure are grateful. Lord, we're thankful that you loved us so much. And, uh, Lord, we sure are uh, thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for our sins on the cross. And Lord, I, I pray that you just speak to hearts here tonight. Lord, I pray that you would bless and uh, use the message. Lord, help us as we leave here. Lord, as we go out into the workplace. Lord, as we go about our business. And Lord, we'll deal with people. We'll run into people. Uh, Lord, help us to demonstrate your love to them. Help us to go out of, out of our way, Lord, to help people and show love to them. And Lord, help us to be a great witness for you wherever we go. And Lord, we sure will thank you for what you're going to do now. And uh, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. God bless you. Good to be with you today. Amen. Mm -hmm.